Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or go to Bet. MGM.com and enter code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I'm just like you. It's working. You're just like me. Yay! There's somewhere else we'd rather be. I don't know that bit. But where the sky is blue. Because I'm a girl like you. Okay. Oh my god, did you see the talent, the, 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 the trailer for Netflix's Teletubbies? No. <laughs> Netflix is making a Teletubbies? Yeah, they're making a reboot. Why? Can't you just like... It's for kids. Can you not just like put the old ones on? Yeah, but like it's new. And it's really sad because you see how we... Mother had that cleaning thing that looked like the thing. Well, it's golden now, so the cleaning thing doesn't look like the thing anymore. That made absolutely no sense if you're not us. (laughs) Okay. Hi! (laughs) Hello! We've been having some technical difficulties. Um, It would just not work yesterday at all Mm -hmm, because... Our dad had changed some settings, and I tried to change them back, but I couldn't, and then it took him, like, 15 minutes to change them yeah. back. So we were going to cry direct. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. We were going to record yesterday, but oh, we had to do it today. I got the words out. Well done, me. <clears throat> um. So. So today we are talking about The Princess and the Pauper, and you have been waiting for this. I've been wa- this is like basically the reason I started. Um, she had this idea in the I first place. <laughs> I have like, I don't know. I just like a couple years ago, I started rewatching all the Barbie movies because I couldn't sleep at night. And then I was like, oh my God, these movies are genuinely amazing. And I love them all. Um, except the ones I did. I only watched the ones I'd already watched. So like it was like Prince and the Pauper, Diamond Castle, Mermaid Tale, Musketeers, like all of those. Love them. Princess Charm School, that's Princess my Charm School, yeah. Just all those ones. Like, Princess love Charm them. School is the one that I can't wait for because I have so much to say about that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But anyway, Princess and the Popper. I I asked Ellen on Monday, I was like, do you want to watch Princess and the Popper now at the time? And she was genuinely so excited. It was embarrassing. I have not seen her as excited for something as, like... 2018 when like Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse first started dating and you were like in the trenches of your bughead phase. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the trenches, still am. You're still in the trenches of your bughead phase. There's there's been new behind the scenes videos and I'm actually getting emotional. I'm like, oh my god. I'm gonna miss Riverdale so much. I love you guys so much. (laughs) This is so embarrassing for me. Anyways, enough about Riverdale. <laughs> anyway, so this is a movie that was Ellen's first hyperfixation. Definitely. I love it so much. Um, Like, just, like, hearing the first notes of Free, I was like... Ugh. Yeah, it was like, 
it was like a door had unlocked in my mind and like just yeah. all these lyrics came rushing back it's to me so oh i love it i have a playlist that's like barbie movie songs i listen to that playlist way too often for a 15 year old um nearly 16 year old shut up i'm <laughs> actually five so yeah i love musicals <sighs> i am unfortunately well, I can't say it. A theater kid. I know. Please don't stop listening. <laughs> I just scared away every single viewer. Like, that we like possibly three, had. All three listeners that we had. They just clicked stop right now. <laughs> but yeah, I like musicals. It's embarrassing. Um, So Barbie movie musicals are my favorite thing ever. And I love them so much. But anyway, <sighs> my breath. the movie... It was released on the 28th of September 2004 on video and like the other ones it premiered on Nickelodeon about a month later, no two months later on the 14th of November. It's based on the 1881 novel The Prince and the Pauper by Mark Twain. It was directed by, it had a different director this time around. I'm pretty sure the rest of them have all had the same director but I could be wrong. This one was directed by William Lau. But otherwise, it seems like it was the same creative team. It was written by Cliff Ruby and Elena Lesser, produced by Jessica C. Durchin and Jennifer Twinner. Jennifer Twinner McCarran. I always get that one wrong. Or I feel like I do anyway. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. It was edited by Greg Richardson with music by Arnie Roth and songs by Amy Powers, Megan Cavallari and Rob Hudnut. The movie had a lot of firsts to it, which really means the first since Rockers. <laughs> it's the first musical. It's the first, and I'm pretty sure it's the only one not to feature any fantasy elements. Yeah. Or as few fantasy elements as you yeah. get in a Barbie movie. <laughs> and it was the first one to be distributed by Lionsgate after they bought the rights from Artisan Films. Reprising their roles in the movie, we had Kelly Sheridan as Princess Annalise slash Erica <laughs> slash was, Barbie. She was in her Dee Bradley Baker as the Bad Batch era. <laughs> I just, that is so funny to me. Like, <laughs> that man is actually carrying the show on his back. And he gets no recognition. And I want to kill every single Star Wars fan. That was violent. <laughs> you get really violent in this. But well, he's true. not completely carrying it. What's her name? Omega. Michelle Ang? Michelle, yeah. Yeah, she's great as well. I love them. Oh but, like, God. it's weird seeing her in real life because she isn't putting on that voice. She is just Omega. Yeah. It's like Omega's voice coming out of this grown woman's body. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got into <laughs> Star Wars. One day we will make an episode without talking about Star Wars. Yeah, we But will. today is not that That's day. Not day. Anyway. <laughs> we talk about Stranger Things last now. Yeah. Because I'm over it. I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over Stranger Things, but it's just, it's not at the forefront of my mind right now. I certainly cannot wait for season five to come out and I have to deal with this for another year. <laughs> anyway. Yep, let's go. It also had Ma- Mark Hildreth as King Dominic, or the Ken kind of role. But is he Ken? Okay. okay I don't know. He's, but it's the same guy who's played mm-hmm. the rest of the guys. And Ian James Corlett as Wolfie. What was he last time? I can't quite remember what he was last time. Can you just check your notes? Well, no, because I just have this. I don't have the notes from last time. I get rid of them. Oh, yeah, you get rid of them. I'm not like you and hoping to make them into a book someday. Yeah, or at least, like, sell them. Like, maybe on a Patreon where (laughs) people actually start listening to this, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, and the movie also has Melissa Leones as 
Princess Annalisa's singing voice, Julie Stevens as Erica's singing voice, Al- Alessandro Giuliani as Julian, Martin Short as Preminger, Kathleen Barr as Serafina and Bertie, Ellen Kennedy as Queen Genevieve. She does have a name! Okay, well, I've just written the Queen in all of my notes. Oh, well. I didn't name you room for it when you say you wrote the Queen. Actually, oh, okay. yeah, I did, and I just put the Queen. Anyway. Pam Hyatt as Madame Carp. Brian Drummond as Nick. Jan Rabson as Nack slash Midas. Colin Murdoch as Royal... As the Royal Scheduler. Scheduler. I don't know. Scheduler! Daisy! Can you read that? But if you saw it, does it written like that? Maybe not. I don't know. <coughs> I'm not you. Anyway, it had Janice Jod as the palace maid, Lee Talker as Ambassador Bismarck, Gary Chalk as Herve, and Roger Monk as the minister. Hervé. <laughs> huh? His name isn't Herve, it's Hervé. Hervé, I'm sorry. Who the hell is he? <laughs> Who is he? He's not French horse, so it's Hervé. <laughs> He's the horse. He's the French horse. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't write anything about that fucking horse. He was just, he was so pointless. I had to write something about the little horse. (laughs) Did you also say it was the first Barbie movie to include bloopers? No, I did not. It was the first Barbie movie to have bloopers at the end, which are wonderful, but we'll get to that. Okay, sorry. I get hype about these movies. So, the movie is about two girls named Annalise and Erica who were- Oh! Sorry. It's also the first one to not be a story, like- What do you mean? It's the first one to not be a story told to Kelly. Oh, yeah. There's no there's no Kelly story. Barbie is still, like, a narrator at That's the beginning odd. and the end, but Kelly is not there. So, it's about two girls named Annalise and Erica who are born on the exact same day and are identical. Annalise is born a princess and Erica is born poor- Fun fact, the Norwegian title of this movie literally translates to The Princess and the Poor Girl. <laughs> That's so <laughs> I just I just find that so funny. <laughs> I just find that very funny not to quote it. Unfortunately, Erica's parents end up in a shit ton of debt, and she becomes an indentured servant at Madame Carp's dress emporium, which supplies the palace with clothes to pay off their debts. She also has a barking cat called Wolfie who keeps her company. I love Wolfie. Yes, you heard that right. A barking cat. Barks! On Annalisa's side of things, her father has died, leaving her mother to rule the kingdom alone. And when we pick up the story, the kingdom is nearly bankrupt due to all the gold in their mines being gone. The queen then betrothes Annalise to the wealthy King Dominic from the neighbouring kingdom to save their people. However, what the queen doesn't know is that the reason the mine is empty is because her advisor Preminger has been stealing gold for himself with a plan to have Annalise betrothed to him after he bankrupts the kingdom so that he can become prince and one day king. When Preminger is told by his henchmen, Nick and Nack, that Annalise has been betrothed to King Dominic, he comes up with a plan to have Nick and Nack... Nick and Nack? Ugh. Their names are annoying. They are. I'm gonna get a blanket. Okay. Can you even get out? No. I feel like we should move the cat thing. It might make it easier to record. I feel like we should move this printer! <laughs> <laughs> you really hit that printer. Daisy, my legs are very uncomfy. <laughs> I think the blanket might make it better, though, if I put, like, a boot. Let's go! Okay. Anyway, when Bremen... 
No, Brandon Jackson! <laughs> Do you still have a cold? What's wrong with you? No. <clears throat> I don't think so. The cat is staring at me. What cat? The bouncing Buddha cat. He is bouncing. Just leave him. He can't be turned away. I'm going to lose him. Turn him around. No, it's fine. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I'm so annoying. Oh my I'm God. finally going to get this paragraph said. So, when Primager is told by his henchmen, Nick and Nack, that Annalise has been betrothed to King Dominic, he comes up with a plan to have Nick and Nack kidnap her and make it look like she's mysteriously disappeared so the engagement will be cancelled. Then he'll, quote-unquote, rescue her, and as thanks for this, the Queen will betroth her to him instead of King Dominic. Meanwhile, Annalise doesn't really want to marry King Dominic, but is prepared to do it for the good of her people. And she sneaks out of the palace with Julian, who works in the palace. But I'm not 100% sure what his job is. He's a tutor. He's a tutor. Okay, that makes sense. So he's her teacher. Ooh, I don't like those power dynamics. Daisy. <laughs> anyway. Keep going. Anyway. Um, but, you know, Annalise is actually in love with Julian. So they go out of the palace together into the town, along with her cat, Serafina. While she's out, she hears Erica, who has snuck away from Madden Carp, perform in the street. The two meet and realise they're identical, other than their hair and a small birthmark of a crown on Annalise's shoulder. And the two bond by singing a song about their struggles and how they're alike, because they both want something more from life. Afterwards, Ju- Annalise and Julian head back to the palace, and that night her, cat, her and her cat are kidnapped by Nick and Nat, who leave a forged letter saying that she ran away so she didn't have to marry Dominic. More like catnabbed. <laughs> Can you save your funny ha-ha laughter? I'm done, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had that idea. I can go. Okay. Dominic's advisors are obviously pretty upset by this. And say they'll call if the engagement they'll call off the engagement if Annalise doesn't come back by the end of the day. Julian doubts the letter is actually from Annalise due to the fact it's sent with lilac and Annalise always sends her paper with rose. So he goes to meet Erica and convinces her to impersonate Annalise to save the engagement and the kingdom's financial situation. Erica agrees and presents herself at the palace as Annalise, where she's introduced to King Dominic, the two spend time together and fall in love. Meanwhile, the real Annalise has escaped from Nick and Nack and returns to the palace, but the guards who have seen Erica disguised as Annalise turn her away. In the village, she's found by Madame Carp, who forces Annalise into her shop and locks her inside. And then back at the palace, Preminger was obviously kind of surprised when Erica turned up as Annalise and goes back to where Nick and Nack were supposed to keep her. Suspicious Julian follows Preminger and overhears him talking to Nick and Nack about the plan, but he's discovered and captured and locked in the mines. Annalise then gets Serafina, the cat, to take a tag from the dress shop rolled up in her ring to the castle, hoping that someone will come and find her. But Preminger and his dog find it and then capture Annalise again, locking her in the mine with Julian, where Nick and Nack are going to cause a cave-in and kill them. Preminger then returns to the palace, where he exposes Erica and gets her locked away and convinces the queen that Annalise is dead by showing her the ring that he got from Serafina. The engagement between Annalise and Dominic is obviously cancelled at this point. 
and the queen is worried how she's going to save her people, which is when Premager starts with his new plan of getting the queen to marry him, which she reluctantly says yes to. Erica eventually escapes from prison by singing a lullaby that makes the guards fall asleep and stealing their keys, and meets with a suspicious Dominic who helps her escape. While this is all happening, Annalise and Julian, who are trapped in the mine, confess their love to each other and find out how to restore the kingdom's resources with some geodes filled with crystals. At this point, Wolfie, remember Erica's barking cat, unearths the mine shaft and the group escape the mine just in time to help Erica and Dominic stop the Queen and Preminger's wedding. At the wedding, Annalise proves her identity by showing her birthmark and reveals the truth about Preminger, and after a brief chase, Preminger is arrested along with Nick and Nat. Annalise tells her mother that she wants to marry Julian and that she's found a way to save the kingdom. Soon after this, the kingdom's prosperity is restored and Annalise helps pay off Erica's debts so that she can leave and travel while performing her music. But a short time later, Erica returns and marries King Dominic in a joint ceremony with Annalise and Julian. Wolfie and Serafina are also married, along with some random horse who is apparently called Hervé. 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 <laughs> who didn't really do much. And who also gets a girl horse to be with because it's all very heteronormative. <laughs> and that's the end. <coughs> Ooh. What a fun movie. I'm not done. But you just said that's the end. Of the movie, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, like, the rest of the adaptations, there are a few differences between the original story and the Barbie version. Not as much as there is in Swan Lake, but... The original novel was actually historical fiction about the real-life King Edward VI, who was son of Henry VIII, aka the one who had a shit ton of wives. It's still about two people who are born on the exact same day, look the exact same and are part of different social classes and have a chance meeting, but this time around they decide to swap places just for funsies. It's obviously a lot darker than the Barbie version as well, because it also touches on abuse and addiction, but the main story of two people kind of learning about each other's struggles is the same. So yeah, that's all I've really got to say about that. Um. On to the movie. The very first thing that happens is the universal intro. And you might be asking, how did they manage to mess up the universal intro? And I can tell you, it, play- <laughs> it, it plays twice. I don't know if that's just like an Amazon Prime video thing or if it's like an actual error, but we got it twice and it was very confusing. <laughs> they just, they played the whole intro and then it was over and then this intro starts again. <laughs> and like you see like the earth and like the universal thing and like the shiny lights and all that. I thought the whole movie was going to be the universal thing. <laughs> Just over and over yeah. and over and you would never get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the like big jump up in animation quality. There is quite a difference. I'm not sure if it was just because I like love this movie so much and it's like me being nostalgic and saying everything's perfect with it. But the animation looks really good this time around. Mm-hmm. I, I literally couldn't find like anything on the production of this movie like with the rest of them usually like mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to find a little bit of like how long it took and who it was animated by and like whether motion capture was used and all that jazz but I couldn't find anything about this movie. Anything. But yeah it looks a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. There are some moments that aren't perfect because, you know... It's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but it does look really good. And mm-hmm. there's not as many moments where it just feels like you're in a liminal space and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then we get the first song. Our first oh, wait, no, before that, before the first song, they kind of open up by being like, all the gold is missing from the mine, they're poor. Now, I don't really know how money works. That's so real, oh my god. I don't understand it. Like I it- do not get inflation and all that shit like uk well, right print, now when we print more money then we have to inflate it don't inflate it just give them more money know, to the poor exactly. people it's that but easy but like like everything that's happening in the uk right now with the financial situation like i understand it is bad but i don't 100 percent get yeah. why because again i don't understand how money works but i feel like but like that's why i have questions about this so like was the gold their main export in this world, just how much gold you have is how much money your kingdom has. Like, what happens when... Because, like, at some point, everybody else is going to run out of gold. Yeah. If you're just constantly mining... What if people don't live near the mountains? It's stupid. I don't know. Maybe it's just... Like, was gold their main export? I'm guessing that's it. Yeah. Gold was their main export. So it's, like, it's not like they've completely run out of money. Mm-hmm. But, like... I, but I'm also just kind of like i feel like you should diversify your portfolio a bit mm-hmm. don't just rely on gold have something else yeah and then it's like they're talking about you know the their kingdoms in like this really dangerous financial situation it's like sell some of the gold in the palace you seem to have a shit ton of it yeah like that'll tide you over before you can get new industries started up i don't know we see that in real life too so i like, know you can't really or like it's shit or like Annalise is getting all these engagement presents and I'm like, sell the engagement presents. Yeah, it's like, do you really nerd all that? It's stupid. Pull a Mia Thermopolis and turn one of your palaces into an orphanage. Oh my god, I love the Princess Diaries. <coughs> but the Princess Diaries is great. Great movie. And also like, something that's kind of shown a lot in the, in the, sorry. No, it's fine. My throat is just so tickly. Need a drink of water. <coughs> oh god. <laughs> need a drink of water? I'll take some. What do you think I'm gonna do? Drink all of it. Like something that we see. I got water on my eyelid. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Okay, you can go. Something that we see a lot in the movie is them kind of showing, like how badly, how bad the financial situation is since all of their gold is gone. But it's like people were poor before that. Like Julian talks about the fact that his family just lived in a room. Yeah. It's like weird. Erica's family still got into fucking piles of debt to the point where she has to live as an indentured servant to mm-hmm. pay it off. Like these people were always poor. Like I get it is worse now, but I don't get why we're patting these people on the back for like just doing something about the financial situation now because it's obvious that it was always pretty shit. Like, if you have people getting into debt to feed their child, you're in a bad financial situation as a kingdom. Yeah. You don't care about this, do you? No, no, I don't care about it. It's just that, like, I think it's just kind of very, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I I do get that as well. People in the Barbie movies aren't great. They're not supposed to be these, like, great royals that we should look up to and aspire, and we should aspire for every single country to be, like, these royals. They're just supposed to be... They have royal families, so so Barbie can be a princess. Yeah. But still, I want to complain about it. I know. Anyways, time to talk about the best part of the whole movie, which is the music. Oh, my goodness. The music. Ah, oh my God. Okay, so we start off with Free. The beginning song is Free. And it Are you going to do a dramatic reading of all of them? I was thinking I might sing a little of them because they're really good as well. Okay. I'm not going to read every single lyric off, and you can join me if you would like to. Okay. 
it starts off the song starts off with just this guy like white herring and being like oh my god guys we're gonna be late oh no he's like dude we get it put me to the song please um it's just like an i want song you know basic disney princess thing i thought that i thought the musicals weren't meant to start with the i want song they're not okay you know i guess i guess how could i refuse could also be an i want song because yeah let me move it sorry okay this is like a disaster oh my god i thought it was gonna be funny um so we start with annalise she's talking about how she wants to be free because um 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 she's uh, what oh my god i don't know i just couldn't words for a second this happens a lot with me okay let's start again First song is free. It's an I want song and it's really good. It starts off with Annalise talking about how she doesn't want to have to do all the duties of a princess and how she feels like stuck because um something that I will say about Annalise is that I like how like she doesn't she she seems to understand that like shit could be a lot worse. Yeah. It's like she doesn't want to marry King Dominic, but mm-hmm. she's going to do it anyway. That's what I really like about this song. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about how they feel like they have to do this. Because it's their duty. And they're doing it not necessarily for themselves, but for someone else. My favorite line of the whole song is, duty means doing the things your heart may well regret. Which I that think is, a is really good so line. Like, good. It's that is a great <laughs> line. Duty means doing the things your heart may well no. regret. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's just like a really great song. Oh my god! And during this song, like, there's this other seamstress in Madame Carp. She's just sitting there and listening to Eric. Her name farm. is Bertie. Bertie, sorry. And she's just like, "Can I come can along?" I come? And then, can I come along? And Eric just fucking ignores her. She's like flying around with little capes that she made out of it, and then she just starts running away. And it's like, "Jeez, Erica." So you don't want her to go with you, all right? Mm-hmm. I think Bertie had a bit of a crush yeah um i don't know what age bertie is i wish that was more yeah i i should probably run the same age yeah that's what i'm just i just go with that because i really like the thought of them being together mm-hmm. um oh my god i love this song so much i love all these songs so much i'm just like not gonna shut up about how much i love these songs this episode's gonna be so much longer than our usual episodes who oh, cares well. um okay so Oh yeah, also <laughs> in the song Erica just goes, She can never stop my schemes, which I think is so funny. What are you scheming, girl? What are you doing? <laughs> Probably just like <laughs> to run away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun song and I love it and I think it's really good. Um And then like that brings us pretty much immediately to the next song. Preminger's villain song. I really like this song. Which is honestly so good. I am being, I really like this song. It's not okay. This is what I wrote like a few lines into this song. I just wrote Jonathan Groff Jonathan Groff would play Premier during the Broadway version. Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent he would. Ugh. I love it so much. Like, I don't know. I think this song is just I do kind of like Preminger because like, yeah, he stole all the money. And that was bad, but also that he he doesn't like the royal family. Also, he has a good villain song. He has a really good villain a good song. villain song is always great. I'm I'm gonna 
be forever. No, like, there's this bit where it's, like, it's picking up and they're, like, so get ready with the roses. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nick and Nag are just in the background dancing. I really love that I bit. love the choreography. I think it's so The cool. choreography is kind of stupid because, again, it's not animated very well. But it's so fun. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to the, it's a temporary setback. Oh, it's so good. That bit is really good it's as well. It's so good. It's oh, my God. It's so good. And then when it's like he's talking about his plan and how he's like after nick and knack are like yes he's already been betrothed to somebody else and he's like talking about his new plan and like it goes all shadowy and like it's just a shadow of him like dancing with annalise oh i love that it's Mm -hmm. so cool um but yeah um also nick and knack are definitely gay just want to get that down right now this is the gayest movie yet 100 percent. this is the gayest movie yet and i love it for that um but yeah it's just a great song it's just such a good mm-hmm. film so it sets the tone for his character really well mm-hmm. and also we see midas for the first time minus is the dog right midas is the dog minus is giving ollie the orion sound <laughs> in rats smp vibes <laughs> with his awful like his new york, york accent i do think. we know <laughs> I don't know, like, a lot of the time all Americans sound the same to me, but that's, like, when I hear an accent of that, I'm stereotypically like, oh, New York, or New Jersey, you know? Yeah. Which one am I? Huh? Oh. Why are you looking that up? Because one of the lines is... Where did it go? I'll be as big as Charmaine. Charlemagne. 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 He'll be as big as Charlemagne. Because there's like a little thing in parentheses. I'm just like trying to. Yeah. How can Who I is Charlemagne? Um, he is. Char- Charlemagne or Charles the Great, a member of the Carolingian Car- no dynasty, was king of the Franks. It's a weird way to spell France. <laughs> That joke doesn't work because you can't. Charlemagne is a former Holy Roman Emperor. He was King of the Franks from 768 <laughs> to. Stop making it smaller! <sighs> You're the worst. I didn't know you were reading! Anyway, he was the king of like three different places, all that jazz. Of the Franks? Wow, that's a lot of people called Frank. But don't you? What the hell was that? What the hell is but don't you? Like the drum sounds. Okay, can I talk a little bit more about Preminger's character? Yeah, I love Preminger's character, so talk away. But I, okay, Preminger's a lot of fun, but I really hate the whole thing of like the poor person who becomes corrupt on money and power. Like, yes, it is a thing that happens, but I just think it's very overdone and it's boring. Yeah, because like there's a line in the song where he says he's a peasant's son, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, so why are why in movies like this why are the good guys the only ones who like hold no ill will toward the wealthy yeah and who like don't like they're not upset about their financial situation they just they would like to be like have more money and do more but at the end of the day you know they like the rich people yeah they do it's and also, I think the anti-Semitism is still anti-Semitism. Oh yeah, his it's character def- design. it definitely is. That's something we're going to see in a lot of movies. Um, yeah. 
the anti-Semitism does anti-Semitism in these movies. Yeah. Which is, like, not great. Oh, oh. Like, speaking about character design, um, later, well, just after this musical number, mm-hmm. when they're, like, going into the town and all that, me and Elmer were like, is that the same baker it as in Rapunzel? And it is the same baker. They just reused the same character model they had. No, I think it was purposely meant to be, like, a callback. Because, like, when I was looking at it, then it was, like, specifically in the wiki that, like, yeah, that's the same baker as the one in Rapunzel. Oh, it's, like, okay. an Easter egg. That's fun. Or, or they could have just used the same character model and then been, like, yep, th- that, yeah, yeah that was meant to happen. Busy. They definitely just did it to save money. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm very happy for him that he has, you know, left the kingdom in Rapunzel. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, those people were a fucking shit show. Yeah, they were. Um... Yeah, so seeing Midas with the New York accent sets a theme in this movie that really confuses me. And that's that every single animal has a different accent. Different accent. So this annoys me so much in movies, honestly. Serafina is like a posh British woman. Wolfie is like a... <coughs> a Wolfie is American. No. Is he not? I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure Wolfie's British. British. English. English. Uh. He's English. I know, but like I was trying to do a funny thing, but it didn't really work because I didn't really commit to it that much. Okay. What did I do? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ellen thought that she'd lost all of her notes for a second, but it's fine. We're good. This is so messy. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, I think it's just weird because like we have Serafina and Wolfie who are English. Mm -hmm. We have. Um, Midas, who has a thick New York accent, or like American, and then we have Hervé, <laughs> who is French. So, is this movie implying that all animals are from a different place? Are like all horses French? Are all cats British? Or English? I don't know. That does annoy me when it comes to movies. Is when these people just have like an absolute array of accents Mm -hmm. like in beauty and the beast it's like obviously all the characters are french but some of them have accents and some of them don't Mm -hmm. and that annoys me (laughs) in my notes when annalise and julian went to the village i just wrote annalise discovers poor people moment yeah that is literally (laughs) it though she just she's like wow People are poor? Oh, that sucks. That's so sad. I feel so sad for you. I feel so... That's terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, people are poor. Um, I am going to be honest. I am an avid Barbie man hater. But Julian... I think what they did with Julian and Annalise was good. Yes. They had history. They obviously yes, both had definitely. friends for each other. From the beginning of the movie, they made it clear that they liked each other. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can see it. I see, yeah, I do see it between and them. And they interacted throughout the whole movie, and it seemed like they were attracted to each other. So I was like, yeah, I think they're kind of cute. Um, Yeah, I still prefer Annalise and Erica together. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, I also think that, like, Julian does stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of the men in these movies, is, like their purpose is, like, they fall in love at first sight, and they invite them to a ball, and then at the ball, there's a sword fight, mm-hmm. and then they're married. He, like, help. He, like, helps Annalise, like, learn Like, they have the same interests. Yeah, they have the same interests. 
He teaches Erica to how to be a princess, which is one of the best songs in the movie, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Also, there's that fun little, like, quote-unquote blooper of him just, like, doing, like, a breakdown. Yeah, that's so fun. I love it so much. I really like Julian. Same. Like, he does stuff. He does stuff. He does stuff. (laughs) Which is more than the men in these movies usually do. And him and Annalise, they have a fun relationship. Like, I can see them having a conversation. Yeah. Like, that's what I usually go to for, like, if I ship it or not. I'm like, can I see them having a conversation? Mm -hmm. And that is my main issue with Malevin. Yeah. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait okay well never mind what i said at the beginning of this yeah. god she did it again <laughs> yeah um but, but yeah can you can you imagine having a conversation um i can but it's really funny because <laughs> none of them know what to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just sitting there awkwardly no idea what to say to each other mm-hmm. like they don't have anything that they like about each other that mm-hmm. they love about each other even though they're meant to be in love i'm sorry i'm not getting into that anyways yeah so um when we're in the village, we hear Erica singing Written in the Stars, which is another thing. And, like, oh, my gosh, she's talking about how, like, your heart will find its way and how it was written in the stars. And then Annalise is just sitting there looking at her with, like, this look on her face. Yeah. I'm like, it is kind of weird because they look the exact same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my mind, there are two Barbie Prince of the Power universes. One where Julie and Annalise end up together, but Bertie and Erica end up together. And then where Annalise and Erica end up together. Yeah. And then, like, Julian can be with Dominic or something. Yeah. But Dominic's kind of boring. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, she's singing Written in the Stars, but it's, like, kind of quiet. You don't really hear a lot of it because it's just kind of... There are... I think it's six, seven songs in the movie with two reprises. Let me check. Yeah. So there's seven songs and two reprises. Um, there's a Written in the Stars reprise and a How Could I Refuse reprise. How Could I Refuse reprise is really good. Um, but yeah, just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> Stupid little rant. Sorry, that was boring to listen to. Um, but yeah, I'm like really far ahead of my notes. Which mean... I don't know. I was just like really up at the top. I was oh, like, okay. Um. So yeah. Um. And, and then, then next song is "I'm Just Like You." You're girl just like, like me, you, which is very obviously the most iconic song from the movie. Yeah, that is the song that I remember the most. Everybody knows this song. Um. Although I do find it funny because their struggles are just not comparable at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I I just love that. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love these songs so much. I'm getting emotional. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it's just them talking about how similar they are, but also how not similar they are. Um, <laughs> I like when Erica goes, "No, I work at Madame Carp's Penitentiary. I mean, Dress Emporium." It's like, no, that's another thing. It's like she is comparing her life to being a prisoner, which she basically is. Yeah. And then Annalise is like, that's so sad. I have to marry a rich king. (laughs) It's like, yes, I feel bad for Annalise. Her situation is not the greatest. But also, I'm like, your situations are not comparable. Mm -hmm. You bashed the microphone with your head. You were so excited. Sorry. Um... Oh, um, do you have anything else to say about the song? 
I have a lot to say about every single song, but we can probably go again. No, just, just, you talk about the song. I don't know. I just really like it. That's all I'm going to say. I just, I'm just going to go, oh my god, I love it so much, so many times. Ah! What are some of your favorite lyrics? Um... I guess just, like, the first two verses I really like. What are the first two verses? The first two verses are, um... I don't know. If I'd like to have, have my breakfast, hot my cart will make me pay. And I have to fetch the eggs myself in the barns a mile away. Yeah. It's so good. And then, um, Annalise goes, If I want some eggs, I ring the bell and the maid comes running in. And she serves them on a silver tray and she bangs a cookie tin. And while I eat, she rubs my feet. Yeah, it's really good. But in... No. But I'd rather be in, in my library, library reading science books all day. Yeah, I just really like that. It's a cool yeah. <clears throat> symbol. But when the song ends, then, like, Julian comes in, and he was, like, getting him and Annalise drinks, and he just, like, looks from them, and he just fucking he drops, just drops some. the drinks. He's like, Julian, there is no thought to head empty. Yeah. The majority of the time. He's kind of fun, though. Yeah, he's fun. Like I said, I really like Julian. I think he's cool. I love Julian. I think he's fun. I like... Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a man in one of these movies does something and then we were like, yeah. Seven Diamond Castle. I'm going to run so hard. <laughs> I know, I know. Half the episode's just going to be me talking about how much I hate them. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's like, and then Wolfie and Serafina are getting chased by Midas. Because so oh Midas like sneaks in on the carriage with them. Daisy didn't mention that. No, I forgot about that. Midas, and then... Midas sneaks in and then he chases them. Okay. Um, I feel like this is a good time to do my little guys moment. Yeah, do your little guys moment. Welcome back to Ellen's little guys. Woo! Yes, thank, you. Right thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We used to do that in primary school. <laughs> I, used to, I, I just. I myself. used to get so mad when people didn't actually do the round of applause. I'm like, guys. Commit to the bit like I am. Oh. <laughs> no wonder everybody hated you. <laughs> I'm so I'm so. I annoying. used to slap people and call it an angry bunny attack. No wonder people hated me. Oh my god, we're so annoying. High five. Oh, <laughs> that was an angry bunny attack. Jeez. Okay, so starting off with Midas, who is Preminger's evil little dog. Who I am not gonna lie, Midas has kind of charmed me. I love him. I think he's... He fluttered you? Uh, by char- I don't mean charmed. Well, I thought you said char. No. Like, you know, charcoal. Like, you get charred in a fire. I thought, yeah. like... He didn't char me. He charmed me. He's a... He's a... He's a... He's a evil little fellow. He is. He's fun. He's, um... I think... I like, um... How he has Ida's gold fang. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. Um, he has a little gold fang that reminds me of Ida, so, like... You get points. Don't for mention that. that right now. Just let's not talk about the owl house for right now, or I might actually stop functioning. They killed Flapjack. Moment of silence for Flapjack. They killed him. Okay. They fucking killed Flapjack. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about that. Flapjack's fine. Flapjack's healthy. Flapjack. I have to keep on reminding myself that Flapjack was a fake, fake bird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> so Midas is kind of like a little weirdo, and I love him. So he is getting a 7 out of 10. Serafina. I wrote a lot about Serafina. I, um, my, one of my favorite Disney movies of all time is the Aristocats. Aristocats? Mm-hmm. Did you talk about, I 
literally, all I wrote about Serafina is this cat is like a knockoff Marie from Aristocats. Yeah, she reminds me of Marie, so, and I love Marie and I love the Did Aristocats. Did you write that? So, um, she gives big Marie from Aristocats vibes. Yeah, we, yeah, we wrote the same thing pretty mm-hmm. much. Or Duchess. Oh yeah, Duchess was the mama um, cat. She's like Duchess and Marie who are mother and daughter, so like they're obviously very similar. I don't know. Um, but yeah, sh- I love Serafina so, so much, um, she was like even before i had little guys she was always one of my little guys um i wrote little guys tm in my notes i'm trademarking it okay <laughs> i don't think i can do that but um i don't think you can trademark the phrase little guys because yeah. a lot of people use it because <laughs> um, i watched this movie so so much my mother probably hates me <laughs> and my father probably hates me for watching this movie so much because I loved it so much and made me very happy. Um, yeah. So I always loved her. I, she's like very much ingrained in my brain. She is, she made me the person I am today. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks Serafina for that. Thanks, great job. <laughs> so I love her and she's getting a 10 out of 10. Woo! Um, Wolfie? Um, he has a full song talking about how weird and strange he is. Which is amazing. <laughs> Weird and strange little guys are my favourite type of little guys. They're my favourite genre of little guys. We'll get into the song later, but it's actually one of my favourite songs in the whole album. I think it's super cute. Um, so yeah, he's getting a 10 out of 10 as well. Well done to Seraphine and Wolfie for both getting 10. I don't think I've ever given out ten or t- two 10 out of 10s in one second. I think the only other 10 out of 10 you gave was to Drum Girl. I think I gave it for um, Barbie's Dreamland. Or we did a Eras- no Erasmus. No Erasmus was our nine, so yeah. Um. So yeah, this is my first time giving out two ten out of tens. So well done, guys! I'm so proud of you. Um. And last but kind of least, Hervé. Hervé. Um. I'm only writing. I have him. no idea who this man is. I have he's no idea. I know that he's a horse, but like, what did he do? That's the thing. He's very monotone, and he reminded me of like ER, but worse. <laughs> He just seems very sad and very, <laughs> like, jeez, dude, are you okay? How did he get a girl horse at the end? Um, like, he has no charm. There's nothing there. Maybe it was, like, an Adam and Eve moment where... <laughs> <laughs> They're the only two horses in the whole kingdom? No, I was going to say, like, somebody took one of his livers out and, like, <laughs> girl horse. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Weird reference. I thought it. it was a bone. I don't know. We've, don't, we don't go to we've never been to church yeah i've been to a church before actually you fainted and i almost fainted no elle went on a school trip to a church and she almost fainted inside and then our mom had to our mom like they had to phone our mom to come and pick her up from the church and, and then our mom just said well that's what happens when you just take my daughter inside of a church in my defense i was having a really rough time with my health then that, oh, was, yeah, that like, was like just at the beginning that was like the beginning where all i had was like hey you're anemic and that's all we have and then they sent me away with some iron and i was like great and then i wasn't cured <laughs> and, and things just started getting worse and i was like guys i don't think this is gonna work <laughs> so yeah um little little fun story about me and my diseases when annalise um get kidnapped they, they kidnap Serafina first and, like, make Serafina meow really loudly. And Barbie, no, not Barbie, Annalise is, like, sleeping at her desk on another, on, like, the, 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 
Ellen's <laughs> just moving her hand. You can't see it. She's just moving her hand up and down, up and down, and going the, 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 and it's really funny. Annalise is sleeping upstairs at her desk, and she hears Serafina's meows. How loud is Serafina meowing? Or maybe she just really loves her cat and can recognize the meows. But like, how did the meows wake her up? I don't know. Okay. Madame Carp's voice actress. She reminds me of Gotham and Rapunzel, <laughs> who is just giving way too much energy for their character. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is a Barbie movie. I applaud you for going so hard, but you really did not have to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um, Julian goes to the village, gets Erica, and then we come back and we sing the greatest song. Maybe, probably, in my opinion. I love to be a princess is to blah 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 blah. To be a princess. Which is just really fun. Um, my favorite lines are, um, breathing gently, staring lightly, smile brightly, brightly, not politely, never never show a thing you feel inside. Glide! Glide. That is just like, do not show any emotions. And then he just pushes her. (laughs) Glide, dude! Go! (laughs) And like, shoves her into the closet. That's a metaphor. (laughs) It is. That's a metaphor. (laughs) But yeah, it's just... um, It's really fun, and I love it. And then Julian has this bit where he talks about the things that he loves about Annalise, and it's quite nice. And Eric's just like, oh... Okay, that's nice. <laughs> really great. How am I a princess? I'm a princess now. Can you maybe teach me my lessons? And then she goes to meet Dominic. And no, before she meets Dominic. No, wait, no. Oh, the wrong part. Okay, so she goes and she's introduced to the queen. And something that I really like is that the queen, like, she loses her glasses. Mm-hmm right when erica comes in because you're kind of like wouldn't you be able to realize that this wasn't your kid Mm -hmm. i'm still kind of like that i'm like wouldn't you be able to realize that this wasn't your kid just like something about it but she loses her glasses which is good which Mm -hmm. makes sense why she maybe wouldn't have noticed like the small details yeah but like at the very end in the wedding scene she just has her glasses back yeah that's fine i don't and also she meets dominic and it annoys me that dominic is wearing red and not pink yeah because, like, Julian. Julian and Erica, they both wear blue, and then Annalise wears pink, and mm-hmm. then Dominic is just in red, and I feel like it would just, like, fit so much better if he was also in pink. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sexism and fragile masculinity, and that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, we get this scene where Erica's in the little bath, and, and she says, I may never come out. And I wrote, no, queen, you can come out, it's safe. <laughs> and then she starts singing the cat's meow. Which is this nice. is a great song. I love it so much. Um, because Wolfie is like, he's feeling insecure. He's, he's trying, trying to, to meow. meow but he because can't. he can't meow, he barks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my, my, my favorite part, it just because it sounds really good, is, hey, feline, you fetch just Fine to thine own self be true. Your bow wow, the cat's meow. It's how I know you're you. We're still great at singing. And just before she sang that bit, um, she sings, Noah's Ark should have had a cat like you. Which makes Noah's Ark canon in this Barbie universe. Or at least 
you know, the religion of Christianity is. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. It's fun to know. That's cool world building. <laughs> Accidental world building. Um, but yeah, Dominic comes in and he's like creeping around and he's like kind of hearing her sing. And then he like falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then they have. And then they spend some time together. And they sing the most boring song in the musical. <laughs> it's like, it's, I stand by what I say, say it when I say every single song is a bop, a banger. It's amazing. This song though, I get really bored whenever I hear it. I'm like, oh great. Okay. Are we done now? <laughs> are we done? Can we go now? Um, but yeah, it's just them being like, there, there is a stacked verse, which I love me a stacked verse. Um... I, I don't know really the song that much. Neither do I. Yeah. I can't remember this. Same. I, I can't remember this. So we're just going to skip over that one. <laughs> There's this bit in the uh, How Could I Refuse reprise where Primager does this little jump. And I think the jump is really fun. And <laughs> if somebody was proposing to me and they jumped like that, I'd be like, hell yeah. That's okay, but when like Erica's found out, they keep on saying the words imposter. <laughs> and last year, there was a time where whenever Ellen would hear the words imposter or among us, then she would burst out laughing. And I just wrote in my notes forever thankful we are past the point where Ellen laughs where, when she hears somebody say imposter or among us. Because that was a very difficult time for all of us, I think. <laughs> like, we'd just be sitting there watching the Clone Wars, like, the temple bombing episodes. Ahsoka and Barris are having problems in their relationship. Major problems. Mm-hmm. And it's very emotional for everybody involved. And Ellen's just laughing her head off. And she's like, but, but no, no, you see, they're literally looking for an imposter who's among them. <laughs> it's just like an Among Us. <laughs> funny by the way i want everyone to know this was ironic it was during the ironic among us phase of everybody's life except daisy because she's boring (laughs) i never even played it when it was originally a thing i was really bad at among us no the other weekend our little cousin was along and ellen found out that marcy's journal had been delayed so then her and her little her and our little cousin were just sitting there playing Among Us together and I could just see Ellen slipping back <laughs> into like her twenty twenty self out of grief. She was just sitting there on her phone going, It's GOAT! I know it's you, GOAT! Like just trying to bump GOAT out. It, it wasn't GOAT. <laughs> Who was it? It was I remember their colour was dark red, but I can't remember anything. It wasn't goat when you sat there shouting at goat for ages. It was really embarrassing for me. <laughs> I was so sure it was goat though. I was ejected but I was like, guys, I know better than you. I know it's goat and then it wasn't goat. Um what I mean, <laughs> the people who are still playing among us are probably children, Alan. No, people are weirdos. Okay. I just find it weird when you go on these games and you're just like you're not mean to the children. But you're like what a child could perceive as mean and i just remember that time when you were playing roblox when you were younger and you started crying because somebody called you a noob like children are sensitive be kind yeah but i'm always sensitive so yeah you are the children if a child says anything slightly mean to me i will start crying so I'm <laughs> like, i think i deserve to be a little mean sometimes okay sorry for the among us rant <laughs> okay anyway i'm back to like preminger proposing to the queen I don't get why she's so opposed to the idea of marrying him. Like, I get that, like, 
Her husband's She's dead. A widow, Daisy. Her daughter's dead. But like, she just seems so absolutely repulsed by the idea. When like you were gonna force your daughter into a marriage she didn't want to be in to save your people. So why aren't you gonna do the same thing? Because Preminger's ugly. <laughs> but she liked Preminger. She literally says in the movie, like at the at one point, like I don't know what we do without you, Preminger. Yeah, I know. Like she likes this guy, and then all of a sudden she just hates him. She yeah. like despises this man more than anything else in the world. I'm like, but you liked him. Maybe she thought Preminger was gay. I mean, maybe, but like she's, but like the thing is, like she seemed to like him well enough. You think that she'd probably be like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna I don't save my like people. You, but like, sure. I mean, I'll I'll go through with it. Like I was gonna make my also, daughter go through with this anyway. Preminger has so much gold now. He doesn't need to be marrying into the royal family. That yeah. man is so rich. <clears throat> he has so much gold. Just buy the castle, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he could have just waited out until they were bankrupt and then, like, took over and become, like, the saviour of the town. Mm-hmm. Although, m- maybe he's just wanted a title. When Eric is in prison, she's doing this little humming thing to get the keys and it's really scary and I don't like it. It sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> I was like, I could take this audio and put it over. I could make, a, like, a trailer for Barbie Prince and the Popper, but it's a horror movie. You should do that. I am going to do that. Are you actually? Because you don't have much follow through. I don't. But I might. <laughs> I might. Um, the next thing I have is just like about the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Annalisa's ending, I really like. She ends up with Julian. Yeah. She gets to oversee what's happening in the mines. She get because like it's always like at the beginning of the movie we see her like looking at all these different minerals and mm-hmm. identifying them. So like she knows about this. Um, they get geo. They, they end get, up like finding a load of geodes in the mine, so they use that as their currency. Yeah, so you know she gets to use her skills. She gets to be with the man she loves. She gets to be the kingdom's savior. I like. So her they're ending. like. So with Erica, they're like, oh, she's gonna go <clears throat> off and be a singer now, and you're like, great, good for her. I'm so proud. That's such a great ending. And then, and then they're just like, sometimes following your heart means going back i forgot what they said i I have it quoted here because it annoys me so much sometimes being free means choosing not to go but to stay all for fucking dominic who has had about three scenes in this whole movie he has no character development he's just super she's like she's off and she's doing her thing and she's performing she's enjoying herself and then they bring her back and and it's it's like why just let her travel. It's what she wants to do. I mean, yeah. the only good thing is that we see her and Annalise walking down the aisle in their wedding dresses together. Yeah, they so you get can like, be like fitted for her wedding dresses together. So you can be like, hmm, gay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can just pretend that like Dominic and Julian are marrying each other or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do not like Erica's ending. She deserves to get to travel mm-hmm. and see the world and do what she loves. But I mean, like, that's a problem in a lot of movies, like, I feel like I'm mentioning Beauty and the Beast a lot this time around. But, like, it's a problem in Beauty and the Beast as well. Like, Belle wants adventure. But then she just kind of settles for the nice guy in a castle. And I know you really love Beauty and the Beast. I do. It's just because I And I, like I do, I do think Beauty and the Beast is a really good movie. And, like, fuck the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. That's such bullshit. Yeah. And I hate it. But, like, that does annoy me. The fact that, like, these women who are like, oh, I want to go and I want to explore. And then in the end, it's just like, I guess yeah. I'll settle for just getting married mm-hmm. but i think with erica it's worse because a lot of the time this these things just go unsaid if mm-hmm. you get what i mean in this movie it's literally like she leaves and then she comes, and then back. She comes back and it's like she could have had such a great life away just so everything's all heteronormative something that she's wanted to do for forever she's been trapped yeah it's like you know we try I, I, like this movie i 
it's a, it's very gay, but it's also very heteronormative in the way mm-hmm. in the end, everybody is paired up, including the fucking horse. You, nobody cares about it. <clears throat> also, where the hell are Erica's parents? Are they dead? I guess that was it because if because like they... it's it's never mentioned. Maybe they were just like let's not mention dying. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just never mentioned where they are. We don't know if they've just, like, left her to pay off their debts mm-hmm. or if they're dead. <laughs> There's this moment at the very beginning that I forgot to mention where Erica's like, my parents, but I forgot exactly, but she was like, my parents contract to feed me. And then <laughs> Madame Carr just goes, should have let them, you starve. It's like, yeah. jeez, Madame Carr. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, oh. But back to the wedding at the end, Wolfie and Serafina also get married and they have a ton of kittens and the kittens are really cute. But I found this on the Barbie wiki and I'm literally just going (coughs) to read it word for word because it's just, it's brilliant. Wolfie is referred to as a no status quo calico by Erica, which implies he is a male calico cat. Calico cats are almost 100% female cats due to a sex linked gene that allows them to be calico. In the very rare case in which a calico cat is male, it's due to genetics, due to a genetic disease, and the cat is sterile. So realistically, Wolfie wouldn't be able to reproduce with Serafina. Oh my God! Wait, I just thought I just thought that was so funny because like I was looking through the Barbie wiki doing my research, and like they they have this bit called goofs, and most of it's just like little animation Do errors. Do you know what that means? One of them is trans. That's, I'm so proud. Oh my God, good for them. But yeah, I just think it's really funny because it was all this stuff, just like little animation goofs. And then it's just like, <laughs> about like calico cats. No that is quo calico. So yeah, a lot of this, we have gone over our usual. <laughs> oh, my royal rating. Oh yeah, your royal rating. I am going to give these guys a... 5.5 out of 10. Like, it's like, it's a 0.5 above the Swan Lake ones. Again, um, they seem to want to do something for their people, but they just don't seem to be pushing it far enough. Yeah. I really like this movie because it's like, if you take away the ending where Erica comes back, which is stupid, it's about just like, how everyone should have the opportunity to do what they want yeah how everyone should have the opportunity to be free and like obviously yeah erica and annalisa's situations are not similar at all (laughs) but like i don't know it's just a sweet movie that tells kids because that's the main demographic not me (laughs) that like it's okay you can do whatever you want and you should be free to do whatever you want and i think that's really sweet I think the other messages for the movies have been kind of strange. Yeah. I haven't been able to I think essentially because they tried to like fit it into a random situation with Barbie and Kelly. Yeah. But Kelly is not in this movie. Well, actually, that's a lie. It was kind of a jump scare. At the very end, she comes in with the in the wedding. It's like, oh. Yeah. But it's like at the beginning, I was only just like, oh, thank God, no Kelly. Like, I only think that's why the animation seems so much better is because you don't have all these terrifying children with their massive cheeks. Yeah. Like, the cheeks are what get me. Like, like their cheekbones, like, pop out. It's weird, yeah. They're but, like, they, they turn up at the very end. They're, they're two little kids, random mm-hmm. little kids who are bridesmaids at the wedding, and it's a bit of a jump scare. It's kind of a jump scare, yeah. 
But yeah, it, like also with the other movies, there was so much stuff. Yeah. This story felt very like... It felt much more streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's one thing after another. Each, like, things that happen are set up earlier, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like this movie. This has been my favourite one Definitely we've watched so far. so far. It might just be the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to sit around and pretend that probably is not a factor. This- Okay, um, the computer went off. <laughs> that was so scary. I thought we lost terrifying. everything. We, we've still got it all. That's good. But what were we saying again? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Great movie. In my this opinion. movie was really fun. I really liked it. I love this movie so, so much. Next week, we Fairy have... Posa. Fairy Topia. Fairy Topia. It's Mariposa. Yeah. There's Fairytopia, and then there's Mariposa. There's a lot of movies where she's a fairy. But yeah, next week, we have Fairytopia, which I'm pretty sure is their first, like, a, original story. Yeah. So it's Rockers. And this one has Bibble. Oh, Bibble! Bibble. I forgot about Bibble. Bibble but anyway. Blue fluff, fluffy guy. <laughs> 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 okay, anyway. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. The Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.